everyone, we're here again. This is exciting because we are on a roll and let's we keep are. it going. Yeah. Good morning, good evening, and good night. My name is Benny Rose. I am your host this day. And as always, my soul's born brother, Tyler Nethers. How are yeah. you today, homie? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, brother. Doing well. We are a little in, wait, late into the weekend. As uh, we've officially decided that for now, um, our schedule with uh, the proper show, which is the weekly podcast, will be releasing every Monday. So mm-hmm. traditionally, we'll record closer to the end of the week, you know, kind of recap anything that was vital to the week uh, for us and in the world of pop culture. But uh, yeah, we're we're on a Sunday, day before, and um, we got some stuff to talk. So this one will be a little bit more of a variety show, kind of traditional of what we kind of envisioned uh, for the podcast. So looking forward to that. But uh, the first thing I wanted to just bring up real quick was um, for those that do follow us on YouTube. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Just keep in mind, you know, our podcast was always uh, traditionally an audio only show, which is still there. Uh, We've expanded the ability to. Uh, see us and you know in case there's anything we want to review things like that kind of show off uh, things that we may have you know picked up whatever it may be and just a great way for us to see each other not only to get to know you guys but for Tyler and I to get to know each other since uh, you know we do live on the other side of of the U.S. in a sense so we do have distance between us Um, but we also are expanding on the YouTube coverage because we want to be able to just do a little more Mm-hmm. So the first segments that we're going to be including are going to be a show focused for kind of a passion of mine and a passion uh, for Tyler. So I'll speak to mine and then I'll let Tyler speak to his. Uh, mine's going to be aptly named uh, Pressed for Toys. For those that are watching the YouTube or, or know me, um, I'm a toy guy. Love my toys. Uh, it's a big chunk of my life lately. And uh I thought it'd be cool to have like little unboxings and discussions and maybe have guests just for that. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so our first show did air this week, a little surprise show. I apologize in advance that was filmed with the mindset of being used for TikTok. So the perspective was, you know, not what you would usually have on here. Um, Our goal is to make the show better every episode that we can. So all the shows going forward that will be on YouTube will be recorded in a traditional format. Uh, and those will be improved upon. So anybody that took time listening to it, thank you. Um, but yeah, Tyler, let me know what, what you're up to on your end with that. So my show will be uh, aptly bourbon focused because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my thing. Um, so it's going to be Bourbon Street and that'll be a little more sporadic. So it'll be um, kind of like a video review for different bottles and discussing things that I get. Um, I do written reviews right now that I post on uh, the R Bourbon subreddit. And that's kind of where I got started with all that. Um, so this will be tied into that. So when I do a written review for the subreddit, I will also sit down and record as I go through that process. So I'll record my thoughts, post the thoughts on YouTube, then the written reviews will go up on Reddit. So that'll kind of be, and again, that's going to be really sporadic. It'll just be, Hey, I got something new. This is what we're going to do. Um, but I do have two cool segments planned. I got two different bottles 
uh, Four Roses single barrel barrel proof uh, store picks that a buddy of mine sent me. And I got three uh, matched bottles, well, not matched bottles, but three different single barrel old elk barrel proofs from our bourbon. So if you're not familiar with the bourbon subreddit, they have a single barrel program that you can opt into. And the guy that runs the subreddit and uh, another channel and his own website, the Whiskey Raiders, he goes and takes different people and selects barrels at different distilleries specifically for the program. You enter basically a lottery style. Hey, you get drawn randomly. You choose, hey, I'm, I'm interested in this bottle. I'm not interested in this bottle. And if you win, you get to purchase the bottle and it gets shipped to you. So uh, it's a really cool program. And I got, I was lucky enough to get all three of the old Elks that they released this past week. So I will do a side-by-side -side comparison of all three of those here as well. So those two videos will be coming in the next two weeks, hopefully, once I figure out how I want to record and format them, because obviously it's going to be a little different. I won't be sitting at the desk. I need to find a space in the house that I can record, set my phone up, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, but yeah, that'll be what I do. That's pretty cool. I have to say, you know, to kind of paint the picture for everybody, you know, Tyler and I do have a lot in common, but there's a lot of things that we don't have in common. And I think that's another great uh, diversity that the show can bring. Um, I'm not a liquor drinker at all in any way. Uh, my wife is a whiskey drinker, as I've uh, talked to Tyler offline with. And, you know, he shared some stuff of, you know, things that he has. And I can appreciate his love for it. And it's really cool to see that. And, I'll be definitely checking it out for that alone. But um, again, you know, some people might watch the show for video games, you know, you know, people that have come back to the show from before. That's what we did. Um, you know, again, we're, we're trying to break the mold of just having one genre, one category that we do because it, it wants, it want, we want to have more synergy with who we are and what we're about. And realistically, we're into all this different stuff. So why not talk about it? You know, we talk mm -hmm. about it within amongst ourselves. So this is kind of like the test, you know, and we'll see how people like it. You know, most people might come just for the show. Some might be coming just for the toys. Some might come just for the bourbon and that's okay. And we thank anybody that's willing to give us a chance to take a listen. So stay tuned for all that. And uh, my show will also be a little bit on the sporadic side as I have the time, you know, uh, mm -hmm. to make other videos we'll we'll definitely do that but before we jump into the next segment i wanted to ask you a quick question yeah do you remember when we did the show uh, a couple several years ago we had an item that was created for us right and uh it was kind of a one of a kind and we were going to give it away but unfortunately yes. you know the, the show kind of you know, we, we, we had scheduling conflicts and the show went on a hiatus Yeah, for, for four years. <laughs> for four years. That's but, a uh, hell of a hiatus. So I still have that item. I don't have it in my hand, but okay. I think I think it might be cool to bring back. For those listeners that might remember, we had a really cool etched designed NES controller made out of wood, laser etched by good friends of mine, Spitfire Labs. Um, next show, I'll uh, I'll have to find where I have it still wrapped up. We'll take it out, show everybody, because now that we can, we'll have a visual kind of give you guys an idea. I would love to get that out there again, one of a kind, and it will actually be our original logo, so it won't be our new newly branded logo. Nice, but with the good, with the old, 
comes the new. So I'm a sucker for merch and I have uh, made our first piece of merch and I'd like to share it here. Oh, very nice. And it is our official first sticker of one of our logos. We're going to have, you know, we have a small batch here. We can maybe uh, do some giveaways. We can, if we're out and about, we have them, place them somewhere. But whoever ends up winning that controller, once we figure that all out, you'll get one of these too. So, Sweet. and then we'll, who knows? We might do other giveaways of stuff that gets sent to us. So we want to make the show fun, entertaining, and not just about us. So we want to give back when we can. Yeah. So to tie into that, what would you say that, you know, if you want to bring up that next uh, piece of discussion we wanted to do to kind of include our listeners? Yeah. So anybody that has ideas of things that you would like to hear us talk about, um, it doesn't have to be like a single episode. It could be like, hey, it'd be neat if you guys did a segment about X or whatever. Um, If you have a thought of things that you would like to hear us discuss, go ahead and put it in the comments or shoot us an email. Benny, I will let you say the email because it is slipping my mind at the moment. No problem. It is going to be for now. It may change. It is GA pressed number four time at gmail.com. So shoot us an email or leave us a comment about something you would want to hear us discuss or a segment for the show or if you're somebody that is in the industry or around an industry that we talk about and you want to come on the show, please send us an email. We, we're we always looking for guests. Um, like we've said a couple of times, we have some really cool people lined up throughout the course of the year, but we have a lot of weeks where it's just going to be the two of us. And we would love to have more people come on and talk to you about whatever it is you're passionate about. So send us an email with a pitch and you can come on the show if it's if it fits within what we're looking for. Absolutely. And if you have any ideas of guests you'd like to see us try to bring on, you know, that'd be cool too. Nobody too crazy because obviously, you know, it's just us. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, get Arnold on there. I'd love to get Arnold on here, but I don't think that'll happen, you know. But uh, hey, the Twitter's the Twitter world is great for connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And wow. I am not I am not afraid to. Yeah, well, you're right. <laughs> But I will say I'm not afraid to send somebody a message and open a post about, nope. hey, how many likes would it take to get you on my show? You know, let's I'm I'm looking for that engagement. So if you have any ideas that you think somebody might fit on the show, it'd be awesome. So yeah. thank you again for that feedback. And we want to continue to grow the, the show with you guys. You know, that'd be great uh, to talk back to. Hey, the show became what it is because of, you know, like minded people. So thank yeah. you. And Miyazaki, if you're listening. I would like to have you on the show. <laughs> I'm wearing my my Nito Gravelord shirt right now. Please come that on my show. That would be amazing. I would just die. Me too. Me too. For you. I mean, I've grown to be a fan, but I'm not. I'm not you. <laughs> I will. I will. I will be honest. Nobody's me. <laughs> All right. So our next topic may not be too bit bu- too busy today. But it's something that we want to kind of bring up once in a while. And we're going to, for now, we'll call it Benny and Tyler's Hall. You know, this is kind of a segment of, you know, we're nerds. We buy stuff. We get stuff. We buy a lot of we stuff. Bra- <laughs> we brag about it. We talk about it. Is there anything um, in the last, you know, week or two that maybe you've uh, picked up that you want to share with our listeners? Yes, but you're going to have to wait just a second while I check my embargo. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet. Hold oh, on. Oh, fair, fair. I know, enough. I know what my review embargo is, but I don't know if I'm allowed to even mention it. <laughs> no, that's totally cool. So, in the meantime, while you're doing that, I guess I'll just take a minute if that's cool. yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go um, for it. Sorry. No, it's all good. So for me, I uh, I got I get a lot of random stuff. If you could tell, the back wall. Um, of this current episode is a different side of the same room. Uh, the other desk that I have is usually on the opposite side and the figures and stuff that are displayed behind me on that side are much more varied. Uh, we have a Marvel selects shelf. We have Marvel selects on the wall. We have Sonic the Hedgehog on the wall, Fortnite, unfortunately, Tyler for you, <laughs> tons of Amiibo, Ninja Turtles, you name it. But on this side, we are structured with Marvel my band, Neon Arcadia, because this was actually up before I started to put toys on the wall. Transformers. Lots of Transformers. And then we have uh, some musical instruments behind me, because I am a musician. This little desk behind me has some stuff that I'm going to hint. We're not going to talk about this today, because we actually are going to dedicate an episode to these. Which is, we are going to have a Resident Evil special before the launch of Resident Evil 4 where we might have a guest on from another podcast when we might talk about all things Resident Evil merchandise, weird smelling candles for those that have remembered in the past. Um, and yeah, and as we get hyped for the upcoming release of Resident Evil 4 remake. But before then, I have picked up a lot of Marvel figures because I like to buy Marvel figures. So I guess I'll just show a couple of things that I've picked up, which is... Uh right now is going to be considered my figure of the year so far and it's not even a character that i'm really into but this is another retro carded figure like the ones on my wall in the back and this is for marvel's spiral this figure has six arms and it's like crazy like the detail really really um there's a lot going on a lot of weapons and most of the hands can hold one. So I've seen people kind of boast about this figure and how much they love it. So I had to have it. That was kind of like my main uh, pickup for this uh, past week. I ended up picking up some toys on clearance on the cheap. And I do that too. And if I'm bending over and you see stuff you're not supposed to see, I apologize. But I don't think mm -hmm. that's the case. <laughs> um. I am a Power Ranger guy. I found one of these uh, Power Rangers Ninja Storm retro, like kind of supposed to be VHS boxes of uh, essentially a character that looks like a remake from uh, an older part of the series for 11 bucks. Those are usually like 25 when they came out. I got myself a Reed Richards, which I have already actually behind the keyboard back there, but this one I can open. He was like seven bucks, which is cool. Nintendo, we gotta talk video games. We got the uh, your favorite game, Tyler. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. We got a Link figure. Those are like ten bucks usually. And then to add to your misery, another Fortnite figure Abysmal. on the clearance rack for eleven bucks. Abysmal. I'm deleting this episode. It's not. It's not airing. <laughs> and what's funny is I have that figure already. I have the alternate skin. I realized after I bought it, and I'm like. I didn't need that. But that's my haul. 
Yeah. So, so I I cannot talk about what I wanted to talk about, but I will say that I am playing an amazing game that is not out yet that I cannot discuss due to it being under embargo. But if you're like me and you enjoy Souls games and you enjoy Souls likes from companies that are not from Soft, this title will excite you very much. That is all I will say without getting myself into trouble. Oh man, yes. I'm excited. Yeah, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I might have to get included in that email so I can sign the embargo and be excited. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sweet. Uh, but other than that, no. Just looking forward to. Uh, I'm, I'm hope waiting patiently for hopefully a copy of Octopath Traveler two to do a review for as well. Um, if I get that, we'll be doing. I'll be doing the review for Gaming Age and probably do some streaming if I can. Um, if not, then I'm going to pick the game up anyway and we'll go from there. But yeah, that's it. It's been a pretty slow week for me as other than the five bottles of of bourbon I got. There you go. Fair enough. Now, upcoming games. You're obviously excited for Octopath. I'd say in the the last, let's talk maybe the next month or two. We won't go too far because a lot, a lot of stuff I feel hasn't gotten significant release dates. We're getting a lot of like 2023. You know, the usual, because yeah. it's early in the year. Yeah. But I say we have a couple of games for the next couple of months, right? Yeah. Um. Really, though, Octopath's the biggest thing on my radar. I don't have I don't have a whole lot that I'm anticipating right now. Uh, PSVR is coming out with the PSVR nothing, exclusive games, obviously, but... Nothing in March for you? I'm shocked. Yeah, oh. I mean, there probably is, and I'm just... You've got Resident Evil, right? Well, I thought you liked Resident Evil. I, I do. Know, like- I know. Yeah, as I say, you know, sorry, you don't seem to excited. I forget. I know that I- <laughs> we're at the end of February and not the middle of January. True, true. I'll I'll, I'll take that into consideration because I was going to say it's like you're almost giving it the Breath of the Wild flavor. Yeah, like very, no. very like very meh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very excited for Resident Evil. Cool. So while we're on the quick topic, because you did mention something coming out next week. We discussed something last show. It was all things VR. And we all talked about what we weren't getting, right? And what was that? And that was the PSVR 2. So I guess we'll update the page to what I kind of said I was going to do, which is most likely end up getting it at some point. And that some point ends up being on Wednesday. Yeah. So it is officially shipped. Uh, I will have a PSVR 2 coming my way. I will be helping Gaming Age with site coverage. I will be bringing visual coverage here. The goal is to get an unboxing video this week. Great. Potentially on Wednesday, uh, just to kind of look over the hardware and everything like that. And um, I'm trying to see if I can get a certain editor-in-chief on the show as a guest to discuss PSVR 2. That'd be cool. I think that might break things a little bit because we have never done something like that. And I think it would be really cool because our editor in chief of the show for of of the website, um, he ends up doing a lot of the hardware coverage. You know, the, the companies usually work with him for consoles and right now we're not sure if he's getting one, but if he does, that's something that we'll potentially uh, bring to the forefront. It'll be cool to kind of bring him in and let him see what we're about. And, you know, I mean, he's, been a great supporter for us over the years and you know as we did this before he helped us 
promoted on the show on the the website i keep saying show forgive me <laughs> i'm mixing my my realities but uh yeah so that's something else again in the pipeline but stay tuned for psvr2 coverage i'm really excited now i wasn't before i really am now um i think primarily due to the tech not so much the software um the foveated uh view is something that i feel will really change the game for somebody like me that got motion sickness all the time yeah um i love my oculus don't get me wrong but i feel that the oculus has geared me for like zombie games and i think i'm gonna be playing a lot of zombie games but there's games that actually i want to try like there's a kayaking game on psvr i want to try that and the fact that they have like haptic feedback in the headset I was watching a video on, on Twitter and a guy was like literally kayaking and there was a, a, a large log over the lake and the guy's head hit it. And he said he felt it like in the headset. No and kidding. He said, yeah. He said it was like so disorienting. And I'm like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh, that's cheesy. But it's like, no, but that's if cool. You could, if you can appreciate tech and you could put the joking aside and like, oh, it's, you know, I know it's expensive yeah. and I'm not made. I'm not made of money. I'm investing in it because I think it'll be really great for us to have that kind of input on it yeah. and see, see what it does for the VR world. And I do hope that it gets a price cut because I don't think my opinion is going to change whether I love it or not. It's too expensive. It's not appealing. There's not a, there's not a way to convince the average consumer that it's worth buying, no matter how good. Especially when the quest is right there. Exactly. And the quest works by itself. And PSVR yes. requires a $500 console as well. So yes. <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah, you're yeah, stay tuned for that as well. And we'll definitely we'll have those talks. Yeah. Cool. So I think the next part is did anybody see Ant-Man? We are in the release week of Ant-Man. Not this guy. But you watched it. I did. So we were we started to talk about it before the show, but we were like, hey, let's let's hold off and let's actually talk about it on the show. So you were saying you enjoyed the movie, right? I did. And don't particularly care what other people say, which is a great way to be. Don't, yeah, you know, form your own opinions. Go out and do your own thing. But this is a movie that has a huge divide. If you look on Rotten Tomatoes, which I, disclosure, I don't care for Rotten Tomatoes. I, I find the way that they aggregate scores to be a, a poor way of determining quality. And way too many people have become over-reliant on the fresh meter to determine whether or not they're going to watch a movie. I stand by what I said before. Make your own decisions. Go out and watch what you want. Don't refuse to watch a movie just because it has a shitty Rotten Tomatoes score. And don't go watch a movie just because it has a good one. You're going to be disappointed one way or the other. Watch stuff. Do your own research. Form your own opinions. You can use Rotten Tomatoes in there. But so, so many people have made it like this entire thing. Their whole identity is wrapped up in the Rotten Tomatoes score for a movie they like or dislike and use it to basically confirm their already pre-existing biases against or for a movie. Don't do that shit. But anyway, it's very divided. Critics gave it a very low score, and the audiences seem to be giving it a very positive score coming out of the movie. So there's a there's a big gap there in between what the two groups are getting out of this movie, it seems. Agreed. So here's here's my... I'll give a little tidbit review. I'm not going to really, I don't, I'm not going to go into spoilers. Um, I think that we'll try to have a show, maybe a deep dive and also try to have a special guest on that. But again, with this, I do want to give a shout out 
to friend of the show, former co-host of Media Masterminds, which is actually back with a new co-host instead of me. Uh, we have Dr. Joe on that show with Paul. Legend Pop and I were the ones that went to see the movie yesterday, and he brought up a really, really, really good point, and it's gotten stuck in my head. I want to make sure I get credit where credit's due. And, you know, he's like, you think about this movie, you think about what what's the name? The name is Ant-Man, right? Ant-Man's not a blockbuster pull. The character is not a number puller. He's not one of, he's not a Thor. He's not a, and this is not to discredit the character, especially coming from Paul, because Paul is a humongous Ant-Man fan. But he knows he's not a draw. He's not a blockbuster draw. But here's the challenge that Ant-Man faces. Ant-Man has now been pitted against one of the, you know, big bads in the world of Marvel comics and now the potential big bad of the MCU. It's really a weird dynamic when you think about it on paper, because it's like, why Ant-Man and the Wasp? I mean, you know, why Ant-Man and the Wasp with Tank? Why wouldn't you have, you know, we clearly can't do Cap Steve Rogers, Captain America, Kang, because that's a common, you know, battle. Sam's got his own things going on. Thor is with his daughter, you know, like, yeah. But you think about how the MCU has been designed and you think about where it's been spoilers for previous movies. If anybody hasn't watched the previous Ant-Man movies, maybe skip ahead. I'll get, I'll give you that. Um, we're introduced to the quantum realm through Ant-Man and the Ant-Man family. Right. So it makes sense to explore this character who's there, but it's still a challenging dynamic because you're dealing with an otherworldly entity who's potentially still human, but has been able to do so much and be such a, you know, you know, uh, I, I can't think of the word, <laughs> you know, a menace, a menace, you know, and in a sense, a conqueror, you know, with little, little Ant-Man. And I say little Ant-Man because he is like still the little guy. You know, he's the guy that just wants to be a dad. He's the guy, the guy that gets into a little bit of trouble who happened to save the world, you know, with, you know, a mistake in a sense. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you know, he's running into action. You know what I mean? Yeah. The movie works as an Ant-Man movie, but it also does so much more with everything else that's involved. You know, yeah, you spend a lot of time in the quantum realm. I'm not going to deep dive into that right now, but it's. It's a sci-fi movie, and that's not what you're usually expecting with an Ant-Man movie. You're going to have jokes. You're going to have serious tones. You're going to have jokes that might feel a little forced at certain points. Always. But it's the, it's the character, though. It's not, it's not Thor Love and Thunder, okay? It's not, it's not that. So rest assured, Good. You know, you have a better, you'll, you'll have a better time. I went into the movie with very low, low expectations, just based on the hearsay. You know, oh... Everything, shit, 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 shit. Worst movie, second worst movie. Eternal, comparing it to Eternals. Eternals was a chore to get through, okay? I've only seen it once. And it was with Legend Pop. And it was terrible. I did my foot stomp at the end for a certain after credit scene that we <laughs> still joke about to this day. <laughs> and, that, and that's it. There's nothing else that I, I have not watched that movie on Disney Plus again. You know, so to compare that, like I would watch this again, hundred percent. There's also a lot of what's to come. Now I'm excited. We had a lot of movies in Phase Four that introduced a lot of stuff. 
sorry, but did not introduce where we're going with it. Here's a new character. Here's a new character. Here's a new character. Here's something that's going on with the multiverse. Here's another new character. How are they all connected? I think we're on the right path now. It took a long time. So I think that this movie sets up that excitement that people need. But I think that at the same time, you got to you gotta understand this movie is not made for us. As much as I want it to be made for us, it's not made for us anymore. It's a PG-13 movie. It's made for kids. They're the ones that are going to buy the toys, the merch. Yeah, I'll buy my Marvel's Legends. But I'm not buying shirts. I'm not buying cups. I'm not buying ba- you know bags. It makes sense. But the movie fits for us too. Because there's nostalgia in there. There's stuff that you can appreciate as a comic book reader. There's changes, of course. Modoc is the biggest change that a lot of people weren't happy with. I liked them. It worked. I'm talking too much now, and now I have no water, and I'm dying. <laughs> so forgive. <laughs> so forgive me for those that are just hearing me like take the the the, the pauses in between. Um, that's really where I wanted to go with it. It's just, it's a good movie. Now for what for what you can expect a new phase to start. You can't go out. You can't start off big, big. But they found a way to start big, big. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so I haven't seen it yet. Obviously, um, Modoc is not voiced by Patton Oswalt in the movie, is he? He is not. Yes, yeah, that not. just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why they would invest and make the Modoc show on Hulu, which is the best piece of Marvel content that has come out in years. I don't know why they would do that, and then not use him in the movie i don't i don't understand the point of setting all that up everything else they've done has been tied back into the back into the main series i mean miss marvel like if you look at the poster for uh what is it the marvels you've got um monica monica from uh wandavision you've got brie larson as you know captain marvel obviously still and you have the girl from Miss Marvel. They've t- everything is tied back in except Modoc and then they do Modoc anyway, but they change him. Well, so I'll, I'll break I'll break I'll break the news to you why. Okay. The real reason is cuz it's on Hulu. It's not part of the Disney Plus. It's not it was a show that the deal was made before all the other stuff came into play. Ass so clowns. there's Ass other clowns. Sh- it's They brought you know. They brought uh fucking Charlie Cox. From Netflix. Well, that's different because they grab they're it's potentially grabbed. They still own it the, is they still own Modoc though. Yeah, but they're not touching every single property. You gotta think about that. Hulu is like really like there's a couple of shows on Hulu that are Marvel. Like there was that other one that was like um Professor Disney X's son. Them. But Disney owns they, Hulu. Uh, yes, but they're Disney not owns everything. Inter- but they're not integrated with Marvel Studios. That's I that's understand. the key factor here. No, I'm with you. I'm I with you. I get it. It just doesn't make sense to me when you have. But you also you think have... about think about how crude that show is. I that know. show doesn't that show doesn't fit. Oh, they the still moniker. make it fit. He could he could have toned it back. He could do PG thirteen <laughs> Modoc. Okay. Right. Without spoiling, in the grand scheme of things, the Modoc that you get fits more into the MCU storyline. It, okay. it, it connects and it makes sense. And that's I the just, main reason. 
But I, I, wish, I get your point. My biggest complaint has been since Endgame is it doesn't feel like any of the movies matter on their own anymore. It's always just like a commercial for the next movie. It's always, hey, we're going to rush through this storyline. We're going to rush through this film to show you the end to set up the next film that we're going to rush through to set up the next film that we're going to rush through to set up. You see what I'm saying? It's just every film they are required, you know, contractually obligated to set up three spinoff shows and this set and tie it back to this thing and set up this storyline for the future. And none of the individual movies get their own time to breathe anymore. It doesn't seem like it's like, okay, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp is great because it sets up Kang, not because Ant-Man and the Wasp are great. You know, Thor love and thunder had. Let's not talk about that movie, please. I know it's so bad. (laughs) So bad. I, I will. Take I want it so hard. I want it so hard to like for that. the rest of my life for going from making amazing indie films to making the worst blockbusters ever made. <laughs> I Jojo Rabbit and Thor: Love and Thunder are unforgivable. Never saw that one. I won't. <laughs> Don't watch it. All right. So. It. That's right, going to be pretty much, now. yeah, yeah. We're good deep on that. Rambled. Again, we'll probably do a deep dive. I would say go in with an open mind. If you're a Marvel fan, just go enjoy it. Just go try your best. Don't go in there with all anger. You're not going to, you're not going to get ever anything, watch anything out of angry. that. Don't go hate watch anything. Yeah. It's a terrible but plan. Just, yeah. Open mind is the way to go. But I hope, I hope some of you like it. That's all. Yeah. I plan to watch it. I hope I like it. Just, I don't have a lot of faith. Fair enough. Marvel fatigue is a lot of people say. I've grown a bit tired of the format. I can't even just like turn my brain off and watch anymore. It's like, God damn. And everything looks so bad. It just looks like gray sludge and color grading's all wrong. And like one scene is shot on a set and the rest of it's on green screen. And Michael Douglas looks like he just zoomed his lines in and doesn't know. He doesn't ever know what he's talking to. Poor Michael (laughs) Douglas. I don't think he even wants to be there, to be honest. He doesn't. They interviewed him and they were like, would you do another one? He said, yeah, if I die. They promised to kill me (laughs) and come back so I can die. Um, But, okay. Um, I think that really, really covers about what we can hit for this week. If you want to touch on what we got going on next week, though. Yeah, that would be cool. So our next episode is going to have our first industry guest. And this is going to be kind of a hybrid because it is going to be a little bit toy themed uh, because the person does work with a toy company. But we're going to discuss other stuff that, uh, you know, we want to get to know him as a person. So we are going to have Zach Oat. He is supervisor for marketing in Diamond Select Toys and uh, Gentle Giant. So really excited to get him on the show, pick his brain. Get him angry, unfortunately, for seeing all my non-Marvel select behind me. And then I'll turn the other camera on, walk over, and make sure that he sees my Marvel select section and as there it's growing. But thank you all for listening. As always, it's always a pleasure. This is a part of the week that I look forward to and uh, look forward to more that's coming. So hope everybody has a safe rest of the week. We'll see you soon. See ya. Take care. Have fun. Peace.